And that music can only mean one thing. The Delaware Valley Journal is on the air. The official podcast of DelawareValleyJournal.com, where we cover Bucks, Chester, Delaware, and Montgomery counties. And where you are coming every day, I trust, at DelawareValleyJournal.com. Or you're following us on Facebook or on Twitter, DV underscore journal. Or you get our twice a week newsletter. What? You haven't signed up yet? You got to go to DelawareValleyJournal.com and do that today. We're so glad that you're here. And of course, we're always delighted to be joined by our news person extraordinaire, Linda Stein. Linda, how are you today? Great. How are you, Michael? Just trying to keep track of the news. And this is a ridiculous amount of news going on. Everything from a uh, possible deal on gun violence that involves uh, Republican and Democratic senators from Pennsylvania to reports that Democrats are playing inside Republican primaries like they did here in uh, Pennsylvania, that that uh, pattern is spreading around the country. So much to talk about. And we're very fortunate to have Pennsylvania Republican uh, committee woman Liz Havey to help with the conversation. Liz, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much for having me. Now, before uh, we get to Linda, your questions, I just got to say, is there any job in Pennsylvania that you don't have? Because <laughs> you're like on, I was reading your bio, you're on like 90 different Republican committees, subcommittees, women's, Republican women's groups. You're an attorney, full-time attorney, multiple offices, and you were elected the first woman to head the Pennsylvania Society. Yes. Yeah, I'm thrilled about that. That is, um, I've been a member of that organization since I was probably the first time I went was with my father when he was running for attorney general and I was 18. Mm -hmm. um, and I've been going every year since. So uh, it kind of makes sense that I'd be the first, the first female chair. Um, but yep, I am a lawyer and a mom and a wife and, um, and I'm the chair of the Montgomery County Republican Committee and on the board of the National Constitution Center. Um, so got a lot going on. So I always do this to Linda all the time. I lie and say, she gets the first question then I jump in, but I'm that just that kind of obnoxious jerk. In fact, many people say I should have been a lawyer. Uh, but anyway, um, I got to ask, in a time where polls show that particularly women under the age of 40 have a genuine, generally negative view of the Republican Party, the uh, for the first time ever, there's a 10 plus point split between men and women under the age of 30. How do you identify Republican or Democrat? Why are you, Liz Havey, a Republican? Well, you know, I've always been a Republican. Um, I think fundamentally, I am a limited government person, period, end of story. So I think that government needs to get out of, out of the way of people. I've always thought that the government's not going to solve problems. People need, need to be given tools to help themselves solve problems um, to some extent. And, um, but, and we obviously need a safety net for the vulnerable. But fundamentally, um, you know, you look at the way the Biden administration is, you know, just throws money at every problem. And, and now we see ourselves in this terrible situation of crazy inflation. Um, you know, that's exactly why I'm not a Democrat and, and why I'm a Republican. Liz, um, there was this incident in Upper Dublin where a woman was caught on video uh, putting a lot of ballots into um, one of the ballot boxes. And I believe you had complained to the county about that. You did a report on it, and the county was supposed to have turned it over to the DA. Have you heard anything about the DA's investigation? I have not. And, and um, that was one instance. Uh, we just were able to look at one of the drop boxes out of 11, um, it took us months to get the footage from the county. Uh, the other Dropbox 
boxes were not, um, the surveillance was not in a form that was actually viewable. So even though we did a right to know request, we couldn't see them. But of that okay, one- I'm sorry, I have box, to interrupt. I'm sorry, I have to interrupt. It was surveillance that was not viewable? Yes. Is that like music that was not listenable? I don't under, what does that mean? Yeah, so it was sent to us in one minute increments. And you know, this is round the clock for, for I don't know, six weeks or however long those drop boxes were open. And so you would have to download each minute. And there was no computer that we could find. We, we hired consultants to help us. And, and the county said right up front that they were not viewing any of it. So it was basically, um, there was no surveillance except for the- So what good does it do? So it doesn't do any good at all. Um, my understanding now is that they are working on having surveillance that actually is viewable. Um, we've requested surveillance that's viewable in real time by somebody. We've requested that by us, but at the very least by the county. Um, we've requested that there be security guards at the drop boxes like they are in other counties across the Commonwealth. We were rejected on that in the primary. My hope is they'll change their mind for the general because it is really pretty far out, out of the norm. Um, and they said that they are working on having surveillance that can be viewed. Um, but with respect to your question, Linda, on the one drop box where we saw the woman that dropped multiple ballots, we have not heard back from the DA, um, but we also found over a hundred other individuals who were dropping multiple ballots. Maybe not 30, like that particular woman who was a democratic leader, um, but lots of people dropping many ballots. Um, and you know, the law is the law. Whether you like it or not, the law is the law, and you're supposed to only drop your own ballot. Or you can get um, a certain kind of a declaration sign that you're in, uh, unable to um, drop your own ballot, and you can give that to one person. And that person's supposed to only do that for one other person. And it's supposed to be just for the people in your household. So, so why is this a big deal, though, for our listeners who maybe don't think it is? Well, because there are so few security measures in place right now um, that getting rid of the one or two ones that we have makes the election less secure and makes people believe that there's an opportunity for fraud and that fraud has occurred. And what we're trying to do is not disenfranchise voters. We're trying to get people to vote. But when you, if people believe that their vote doesn't matter because the election is just going to be rigged, then they don't vote. Um, and you know, the Democrats like to say, well, too bad for them. Well, guess what? That's that's not the message that you send on the other side where you're saying, well, we want to get to people who don't generally care about elections and don't generally turn out in the cities, et cetera. And we want them to care and come out. So whether you don't, whether you're not coming because you think it's rigged or you, it's because you don't care, the whole message is we want our um, legal voters to vote. Now, we have um, the drop boxes were, were never in the Pennsylvania statute, never in the law. They were something that was concocted by the governor during COVID. Um, and, but the law is still the same. You only drop your own um, ballot in the mailbox. That's the same for the drop boxes. Um, but the difference between the mailbox and the drop boxes, Linda, is that they, you know, it's a federal crime. Um, it's mail fraud if you, if you um, violate um, a law using a mailbox. It's with the drop boxes. It's just you know, we're, as we're seeing with the county, you can drop fifty ballots and no one's going to question you, and the the, the DA is not going to do anything, um, and and that's just wrong. You also have to think about someone in my position. We have nobody 
at in the Montgomery County administration that is, you know, a Republican watcher for, you know, it's all Democrats, um, the Democrat administration, our minority commissioner, Joe Gale has done nothing to help us, wouldn't even request security for us, won't give us any information. So we effectively have 100% Democrats running the election. And so yeah, it's a shame that there's a, a feud between uh, Joe Gale and the rest of the party, evidently. Well, not only the rest of the party, but all the candidates. I mean, he's actively worked against some of our top candidates, um, you know, been really harsh on our, our current nominee for governor, on candidates like Kathy Barnett. I mean, and, and you know, he got fewer votes in the general election for governor in Montgomery County than our state committee members who nobody knows. <laughs> so, but, but, but really, you know, we need somebody like, for example, the Bucks County Minority Commissioner, um, he's there at the polls, he's checking, he, he is there fighting, my understanding from the Republican leaders there that he's the one that says we need security at the drop boxes, and he is respected by the other commissioners, and they grant those requests, right, we don't have that, so we're in the dark. Well, um, so talking about Bucks County, um, they just had uh, Scott Pressler there to help register voters this weekend. Are you doing a big voter drive here in Montgomery County to get more Republican voters since it's supposed to be a red wave uh, in the fall? Well, you know, we brought uh, Scott Pressler in um, right before the presidential in 2020, and he was great and he helped us uh, train. We had, we, we had sort of a, a big meeting motivational meeting. We had maybe 75 people turn out. We trained them how to go out and register voters. Um, we worked hard at that. Uh, we actually um, had a big push this weekend, but we were turned away. The gun shows apparently now are not allowing us to uh, register voters, which is unfortunate because um, that had been a really good place for us. So um, we're, we're altering our plans. Um, but we are, and we are working with the RNC, we actually have a, a gentleman field operator who's with us um, in our office now from the RNC, who um, is very much focused on registering voters and putting together a plan that will work. But as I said, it, it will be altered and maybe we'll bring in Scott Pressler again. It's a good idea. So Liz, uh, some uh, folks argue that if the Democrats are going to do ballot harvesting, which is what you know, that's the nickname or the shorthand for going out to a bunch of people and gathering ballots that they have allegedly voted on and taking them all in in a big stack. Why not do what Republicans in California have done and said, OK, you want to do that? We'll do that, too. If you're going to make it legal, we're just going to jump in and we're going to organize and we're going to make sure that we have our stacks of ballots coming in as well. Why not fight fire with fire? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think we're just I think we're just law abiding. That's the thing. And we believe we're rule followers. Well, that's never going to work. You got to get, I thought you were in politics, Liz. What the heck is that? Rules, um, yeah, so, law, what are you kidding me? What's that? It, it, it is. Um, but we are definitely in, in this county going to be doing a big mail and ballot push. Now our voters don't generally like to vote by mail, but we are going to be doing a big push. And I believe um, that the RNC, that Doug Mastriano and that Dr. Oz are all gonna be working on mail-in ballots where we have not done that in the past. The state party didn't do any of it last time. Um, we chased mail-in ballots, uh, but now um, our candidates are all going to be doing for first time unified effort to, to push people to vote by mail. 
so for someone who's been around politics long enough that your dad was involved in it, if someone had told you even two years ago that the top of the ticket in uh, Pennsylvania was going to be TV, Dr. Oz and uh, 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 more to the right, have you want to describe the state Senator Mastriano, would you have believed them? Certainly want to believe the Dr. Oz thing, um, you know, but uh, just because I didn't know who he, I, you know, I only knew him as a sure. doctor on TV, um, but I, I have gotten to know him. Um, he's he spent a lot of time in Montgomery County and has come to a lot of our events. And once, once you see him at an event um, and you hear him, you're not surprised at all is why he won the primary. Mm -hmm. um, he's, he's a really excellent candidate. And Doug Mastriano has been a Senator for a long time. I'll tell you, um, Last evening, he did a call, uh, a Zoom call with all of the Republican county chairs, as did Dr. Oz. Um, and, you know, he's, his message is very much about the economy. And I know that the, the um, uh, Democrats want to pick off something here or there, twist it, and make him out uh, to be extreme. Mm -hmm. But, you know, for, for example, I mean, listen, Josh Shapiro is running on a, on a um, his abortion um, platform you know, is abortion on demand all the way to birth, you know? So you're attacking, you're attacking Mastriano for being against right. abortion yet, you know? So, but my thought is that Doug is going to come out um, with a platform that um, is, is gonna real, really be about saving the jobs in Pennsylvania that have been lost under the Wolf Shapiro administration. And so you think that he'll be able to gather a traditional level of support in Montgomery County for a Republican. No, no one's obviously expecting a Republican to carry Montgomery County <laughs> anytime right. soon, but can he do. do what traditional Republicans do? What's Well, tell me what what Republican voters are telling you about uh, Senator Mastro. Now remember too, that he won Montgomery County easily. So- um, Yeah, but you when know, you've got a six or seven or 27, however many, <laughs> you know, you're winning with 24% of the vote. That's, you know, that's a different issue than the general election. True. I thought actually he did better than that in Montgomery oh, County. Oh, no, no. I don't know the number. I'm just saying, yeah, you know, it because it was so split, you had was, local candidates. Um, so he won that, you know, um, when we, you know, we had endorsed Dave White, um, who did very well. Right. He and and, and um, Bill McSwain, who had spent a lot of time in the Southeast, as you know, um, won Chester County. Uh, so, uh, but Doug Mastrano, both of them. Uh, so in, in my understanding, and I've, I've talked to Bill McSwain and to Dave White, both of whom are going to be supporting Doug. I mean, the, mm -hmm. what we're seeing is people are um, uniting. The, the, the thing about Josh is he's a real threat. I mean, he, a threat to, you know, democracy. Those are big words. But the reality is, is um, he's become very extreme um, since in the last couple of years. Right. And intolerant. Um, he's somebody who uh, is trying to scare our voters on the abortion issue when it's really not willing to talk about, you know, crazy inflation, um, the shutdown that created huge job loss that he was a part of and, and protective of Governor Wolf for across this, this state. Those are things that where Mastriano has led. Um, and so it's, it, to me, it's more of a deflection of the losing Democrat policies um, that have put us, you know, you know, not, it's not completely their fault, but a huge portion of their fault as to why we are in this really pretty grave position economically right now, facing a recession where, you know, you go to the market and you buy a handful of items and you're paying over hundred dollars. You can't fill your gas, your gas tank um, 
under a hundred dollars, you can't get infant formula, right. you know, so they have real problems. Well, you haven't talked about our congressional candidate yet, um, who's running against Madeline Dean, um, Christian. Uh, Christian what do you think about that? Christian Nascimento is a wonderful candidate. You know, he is a guy who's the first person in his family to go to college. Um, families of uh, uh, immigrants from Italy, first one to go to college, uh, made his way all the way up to be an executive at Comcast. Um, has, a, I think, four children, uh, married, um, spent his whole life in Montgomery County. So he's very much committed to this district and knows this district really well. Um, he is um, a conservative who too is really um, energized to run against Madeline Dean because she's so focused on you know, hating Donald Trump and really not about fixing the problems that we see our voters are suffering from in this district. He wants to talk about those issues, right? Um, and um, we're really excited to have Christian Nascimento as our candidate. Um, I hope you guys will invite him to be on this podcast. Oh, I'm sure we will. Uh, do you know, is there going to be a debate between the two of them? Because it, it seems like uh, Dean did not debate Kathy last time, Kathy Barnett. Yes, so she, that's what she'll do. She'll try to, to block him from appearing with him and having to answer questions. Um, we expect she'll con continue to stonewall and not, not debate Christian. But, you know, as I said, um, He's the real deal. We have, we have a, you know, this is a guy who has big tentacles in, in this county. He's highly regarded, you know, and I think it's, it's incredibly disrespectful to the voters to try to stop an opportunity for voters to see both of them answer questions back and forth and debate. And we're going to, we're going to really push her to do that. Uh, one last thing, Liz, are you optimistic for the election this fall, uh, things going uh, the Republican way? Absolutely. I mean, I, I was just reading about Biden's approvals at 33%. And, um, you know, they used to say that Trump was the most unpopular president. You know, the mainstream media would continue to tell us that, but it's pretty clear that it's Joe Biden. I'm seeing Democrats, just average everyday Democrats saying they're really concerned. They're very disappointed. The level of competency out of this administration, the Biden administration is, is abysmal. Uh, and they don't see other democratic leaders stepping up with solutions and they see Republicans stepping up with solutions. Talking about, you know, this is what we should do on energy. Um, this is how we would handle, you know, inflation. And I think records speak for themselves. You know, when Donald Trump was president, we had a, a soaring economy, the best one we'd had. Um, Obama said we couldn't, we, we weren't gonna be able to, to hit some of those milestones that, that Donald Trump was easily able to hit. And so I think people will vote their pocketbook. There's a lot of energy, um, upsetment and anger um, against the Democrats in general and independents are, are, you know, as you see polls dramatically, they're breaking for Republicans two and three to one at this point. Well, listen, Liz, uh, we really appreciate you breaking your day apart to fit us in. We know you've got to get back to billing people by the hour, which is the number <laughs> one job of a, you know, and I hope you got this, the number one job of politicians, get elected, number one job of lawyers, bill people by the hour. I, all this other stuff you're talking about just completely throws me off. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, it's a pleasure <laughs> being on. Thanks so much for listening to this edition of the Delaware Valley Journal on the air. If you enjoyed the podcast, please share it with your friends, post it on social media. And if you haven't, sign up for our twice a week newsletter so you don't miss any of the terrific content from DelawareValleyJournal.com. 
Thanks again. I'm your host, Michael Graham.